Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The independent grocers of Canada have concerns because of employee absenteeism, absenteeism because of COVID. And uh, they are saying, and just reading the story here, that some grocery stores will not be able to open if the situation gets any worse. So one of their key issues is getting the groceries to the grocery stores. And that's, of course, part of the supply chain issue. And that's where our friends come in. Our friends Ron Foxcroft, Luke Transport in Hamilton, and David Carruth, com, also in Hamilton. Will you leave me alone with your Buffalo Bills, Foxy? Oh, the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to have to go to three grocery stores to get all the goodies to, to watch the, the game for my family. Yeah, I know you're such a huge fan, and your son Steve is part of the uh, the chain gang at uh, at the stadium in Buffalo. Steve uh, Steve celebrated his thirtieth season working for the NFL on the Buffalo Bills chain crew, so it's it's going to be a very exciting night tonight. And uh, unfortunately, I'll miss it. I'm working the Raptors game tonight. You are quite a family. You really are an incredible family, David. There's no there's no one like the like the Foxcroft, hey. You know, I've I've known him for quite some time, and uh, every day I learn something new from him. I can tell you what I learned the very first time I ever played golf with him. Don't ask him to give you a six-inch putt. <laughs> but he certainly takes them. Because <laughs> he looks at you and says, knock it close. <laughs> All right, guys, I just wanted to get a little levity into this conversation before we get started. So we've talked with you both about the issue of the supply chain, about the challenges the trucking firms face in the immediate area where you are, so Hamilton, southern Ontario, but it extends across the country. And you told us that between 5 and 30% of trucks, this is a couple of weeks ago, between 5 and 30% of trucks are sitting idle in the yards because there aren't enough drivers. Now we're looking at a situation where we have, the, I don't really care if you express an opinion on the vaccine mandate itself, um, but we have the reality of the timing, and we have thousands of Canadian truckers who will not be going across the border. I've spoken with a couple of them on the air. We have the American Trucking Association saying that uh, the U.S. mandate will remove perhaps 50% of the 28,000 U.S. truckers who've been driving across the border. So where does this all come, where does this all factor in? The mandate and what we talked about previously. Foxy, why don't you start us? Before I go on your show, Roy, before I was going on your show, I wanted to make sure I had the facts, so I drove my wife to a grocery store yesterday, and uh, she went in, and uh, she came out and not able to get a certain supply of goods, seriously, because there was either a shortage on the shelf or the shelf was bare. So I wanted to be sure of the facts before we talked about this. Roy, you're very right. The uh, vaccine issue is a very divisive issue. But I, I need to tell you, and this is no secret, and, and I know David will confirm this, uh, our trucking industry is divided. Some people, you know, there's a convoy now out there to protest 
the, the government, uh, both Canada and the United States, but there's a convoy out there going to Ottawa to protest this decision. Personally speaking, I don't think they're going to change their mind. I don't think the government are going to change their mind. I said on your show last week the decision, it's inevitable. They're not changing. But our industry also, no secret, is divided. Some people in our industry, and David will be able to confirm this to be right or wrong, are simply saying, hey, guys, just get vaccinated. Yeah, I've heard that as well. David, what do you say? Uh, it, it's certainly a polarizing issue. I've been on a number of calls all week, uh, back and forth. Um, first of all, I would like to say that uh, the uh, CBSA and the, uh, the CBP in the U.S. Uh, have done a terrific job this week in keeping the uh, the goods flowing as much as they can. Uh, I've heard of very, very little delay at the border um, with our drivers crossing. Uh, so kudos to them. And, and you know, I... I get it. I understand that the uh, the government has done this. So I think as an industry, we now need to um, move forward and say, okay, how do we continue to move the goods as best we can? Uh, how do we continue to recruit into our industry? Uh, how do we continue to um, be the essential part of the supply chain that we are? Okay, so the, the, the problem is it exists today. It existed yesterday. It exists today. It may be mm-hmm. more serious even tomorrow. And the reality is, as I understand it, we have a supply chain that is seriously under stress, mm-hmm. already under stress. There are thousands and thousands of truck driving vacancies in Canada, mm-hmm. more in the United States, which means trucks are not moving, which means goods that can be obtained that are not being necessarily held up terribly long by the supply chain chaos are then being held up because they can't get onto the trucks because there aren't enough drivers to get everything where it needs to go. So how is that going to be addressed? How can you address that? Because it needs short-term solution if we're already not finding groceries and supplies where we normally would. I mean, I, I don't know how, I don't know where you start, Fox. Where do you begin? I think you start by being brutally honest. There's absolutely no short-term solution. We as an industry were in stress before the pandemic. Uh, now, during the pandemic, uh, we are under more stress, so it's up to us to take this under our wing. Uh, less talk, more action. Uh, as David and I have said many times on your show, we need a marketing, communication, recruitment program for our industry, and we need it now. But but we have to be really honest with the general public. The other thing, Roy, if you could allow me to talk about the convoy, you know, I, I respect that some people are, are very, very upset within our industry and upset with the government. Um, however, I am concerned always about a convoy, about safety. In our business, Roy, we come into work uh, every single day, and paramount on, on our mission is be safe. One of the issues with Convoy, and, and I'm not being critical about our industry, I'm just saying one of the issues is the general public, when they're watching these convoys down the highway, they're rubbernecking, and they're not paying attention to driving their car the way they would normally drive their car in a safe manner. So I am concerned i understand and i have sympathy for our industry but the inevitable roy neither canada or united states are going to change the law well it's interesting you say that because i look at uh, quebec for example where the premier legault 
put in place a vaccine mandate for the health industry, for everyone in healthcare, doctors, nurses, paramedics, everyone who was involved in healthcare had to be vaccinated by a certain date. I think it was in December. And then the premier realized there were 54, I think it was 54,000 uh, healthcare workers who were not vaccinated. And so he said, well, we're going to have to do away with the mandate because it would, it would uh, not inconvenience, it would be much worse than that. It would make healthcare unavailable to far too many Quebecers. So they, they rescinded the, the mandate. I'm not saying that our federal government will do that or that the Americans will do that. But if we find ourselves with grocery store shelves, that are not stocked properly or are not stocked at all or stores are closed it may be necessary for both Ottawa and Washington to rethink this because drivers are in the cabs by themselves. And I said yesterday, Fox and David, the driver's one person, but it's the 30, 40, 50, 60,000 pounds of produce and, and products that they're, that they're hauling behind them that we need. So I wouldn't be surprised if push comes to shove to see Ottawa and Washington modify their their position somewhat. And uh, you said something earlier, what is the short-term solution? Yeah. That is the only short-term solution, is is somehow rescind or push back, and it's only going to come when, um, when people really do not see the goods on the shelf, and the politicians themselves don't see the goods on the shelf. And the only short-term solution they have is to uh, is to give a bit of a reprieve and, and potentially walk back these these rules that they've put in play. It's the timing, right, primarily? For, for, That's for, all it is. It's yep. the timing. That's all, timing. That's all it is. Uh, David, is, we've talked about food, but is, it, is everything that normally would be delivered um, being delayed or stand to be delayed? Are there, are there sectors that are not being affected, or is it across the board? No, I think it's across the board. Um, it, it's, you know, fleets are specialized in different things. Uh, some fleets are specialized moving, um, uh, frozen and refrigerated goods. Some are just specialized in dry goods. So it's, it's across the board and it's even, um, you know, feed green, uh, getting to the livestock out West. Um, there's a serious issue going on there right now. Uh, where I believe it's Monday or Tuesday, they're going to be out of food. You know, certain areas are going to be out of food for the livestock. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, Roy, uh, specifically, David is 100% accurate. I have firsthand evidence. Number one, I just got a text from Mark Sazio, whose father is Hall of Fame, uh, Canadian football uh, coach, uh, you know, just a, an amazing person he said my peanut butter may not be on the shelf tomorrow morning so i better go and stock up on it today uh to deal with what david is saying we have first-hand evidence that this is affecting things other than the uh the food chain um right now i have a lot of friends including ourselves um Cardboard is on allocation right now. It's really difficult to be to get cardboard supply. And you know, Roy, we depend on cardboard. It's in our cartons, it's in our food cartons, it's in our blister packaging and so on. And everybody is on allocation because during the first lockdown, companies could not manufacture cardboard and now there's a shortage and so on. So mm -hmm. to answer your question, as David did, it's affecting more than the food chain. 
if I could just say, too, I want to applaud the people that run the grocery stores. It's, it's a tough business. It's a volume business. It's a low-profit business. And this is a very difficult time. And it I'm is. glad you brought up the point when you opened the show. When we go to the grocery store, buy a little bit more for the disadvantage. Buy a bag for the food bank to take care of the disadvantage. Because as you said, January is a very difficult time yeah. in Canada. Yeah, it is. Um, D- David, let me come back to the uh, the issue of the uh, the mandate in the mid-January. <laughs> w- would you, and we all acknowledge that this is a, a very difficult time to do it, and the general consensus of the people I've spoken with, and I'm sure I'll hear this from P- Premier Kenny in about 10 minutes' time, is that it was the wrong time of year to do that. Would you, uh, do, you, do, you do you believe truckers would, by and large, call on the federal government to rescind the, the mandate and um, engage it at a later date? Yeah, we've, uh, when, so prior to it coming into play, uh, we, we put in front of the government the, certainly not a uh, disagreement to the vaccination mandate. It's just merely the timing. Um, and, and we've put all sorts of stats in front of them and the timing. And, and we were looking for three to six months, you know, to let the, let the, um, supply chain just kind of level out a little bit after the two years we've come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it, I think now what has to happen is it has to be the general public. It has to be um, pressure through the general public, through not being able to get the goods, through um, through seeing these stores bare. And, and I think you're going to see more and more of that over the next, in, in, the, in the coming weeks. And we do have uh, an Ipsos poll for Global News, and the headline of the poll is, Canadian support for lockdowns for government dips amid Omicron COVID-19 wave. And we'll be talking to Daryl Bricker, the president of Ipsos, later on the program today about that. Ron, how do you manage a day? If you, you've got, you've got the trucks, you have the drivers you have. I suppose you never really know if everybody who's supposed to show up is going to be able to show up because they might test positive. How do you manage a day and get out as much product as you can? It's a tough business, Roy, even when you're not in a pandemic. But let me just give you an example of of why uh, David said the timing of this law is is really bad timing. And, you know, I'm reluctant to uh, criticize the government, and sometimes there's not too much common sense. Common sense isn't too common sometimes in government, but I would rather you criticize the government and get them mad at you rather than me. That's already been done. Yeah, exactly. But I'll tell you why it's difficult. The timing is difficult. In the wintertime, we, we have treacherous uh, uh, conditions in Canada, and in particular, we're in Ontario. And I'll, t- I'll tell you specifically, last Monday, 90% of our fleet was in the yard because we had a snow day. We had a terrible, well, we had more than a snow day. It was a blizzard day. So I think we suggested, David and I suggested the short-term solution on your show the last time we were on. Um, Government, just give the industry a three- to six-month exemption. Don't make it forever, but give us a three- to six-month exemption. The other win in that situation, which is common sense, Roy, now we're into the spring. 
operating conditions are always tough in the trucking industry, but they're a lot tougher in the winter. So let's get us into the spring. Now you implement this law and say to the trucking industry, okay, uh, we've given you a favor. Now you adjust and let's get this thing back on the road. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.